If everybody can practice more kindness, I guarantee you the world will be a different place tomorrow. I think the society will change into a way probably none of us can imagine. If slaughterhouses had glass walls, everyone would become vegetarian. Big QSR uh, food service places are offering more options than also the prices need to come down. Now, how possible is that? When Tesla was selling starting 10 years ago, what was the price like? Ridiculous, right? Look at now. Welcome to the plant-based podcast, Asia, the place to inspire, educate, and connect. I'm your host, Nick, guiding you through the vibrant world of plant-based living in Asia. And today we have on Mike Yang. He's the founder or co-founder and CEO of the company called Kindness. And he's got a very exciting journey that he's going to share with us today. So Welcome, Mike. How are you doing today? I'm great. Greetings, everybody. Sawadikab from Thailand. Sawadikab. Right, right. So, Mike, first of all, you've shared with me, you've been a vegetarian for 25 years. And I think this is where I want to, you know, get started right away. So can you share a little bit about how was that being a vegetarian 25 years ago? And how was the perception of you know, the social environment that you were living in and the acceptance of being a vegetarian 20 25 years back. And then also you can go into how did that change compared to now? Okay, so the story started in 1998, probably just a few years after you were born, I gather. Right, right. Okay, <laughs> so uh, back in 98, there was probably no mention of very little mention of climate change, climate crisis. Okay, very little. Uh, I think RSPCA Greenpeace was around, you know, they talked about animal cruelty. So that issue was always there. The health issue was not mentioned at all. So the climate, the environment was vastly different. None of the stakeholders are talking about it like they are today. So that's why I did not change I did not become a vegetarian for any of those uh, for those reasons. Uh, it was a personal discovery. I, I think you probably have heard about my personal story, how I became one. Uh, would you like me to share on the podcast? Yes, please, please. Okay. So for the first eighteen years of my life, um, I was a very I was passionate about fishing with my dad. That's all I do with him. Uh, every chance we get. So one day. In 1998, I was living in Melbourne at the time. Uh, it was a Sunday, uh, 17th of January to be exact. We went out deep sea fishing. Uh, we caught a gigantic red snapper. So at the end of the day, the fishing trip, we chucked out all the other fish. We kept that fish. We brought it home, the prized asset. Uh, we got home. Mum just told me to chuck the fish in the uh, laundry sink at the back uh, to be ready for dinner. We're going to have it for dinner. It's a beautiful, big 15 kilo fish. So come dinner time, mom asked me, Hey, Mike, go check out the fish uh, and tell your dad to uh, gut it so that we can have it for dinner. So I went back to the, to the laundry sink and I saw the fish lying there with a the little bit of water that I gave it to keep it fresh. It was still alive, 
but struggling for air, you know, struggling for air, but still alive. And at that moment, when I looked into it, uh, I saw him struggling. He struggled to live. Uh, it, it, that was my light bulb moment. It hit me that um, here I am. I'm about to take its life for what? Ah, for my own happiness, right? So I can enjoy its flesh. And that that when I connected two dots, uh, straight away, I was not comfortable with it. I felt it was not right. So. It was the last piece of meat, uh, meat I ate on that Sunday night. Next day, Monday morning, I turned vegetarian. Wow. That, 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 was, that was a story. And at that time, I did not know about compassion, kindness, health benefits, climate change, animal cruelty. I did not all, know all that. If I had known about animal cruelty, I would have gone fishing in the first place. So I didn't realize all that. It's just at that moment when I looked at him, when I realized what I was doing and what he's going through, and for, for what reason, which is my own happiness. Then I realized this come, this is not right. It doesn't sit right. This is not how we were taught. That is a very powerful uh, story. Thanks for sharing that with, you know, with all of us, Mike. And it shows the cap capabilities that we humans and I mean, certain other animals have, you know, that even though you say it was not about compassion or you didn't know about that, but that was a deep act of compassion that in that, in that moment, you just had this, you made this connection with that animal and you saw that animal suffer and you realized, well, that's not the right thing to do. So then next day, Monday morning, you woke up, you decided you're a vegetarian. Now, how did your environment react to that? Obviously, you know, the funny thing is they were very supportive, my mom, dad, and my younger sister. And, uh, and I tell you what, it was also the last fishing trip my dad went on. Okay. He also stopped. He also stopped fishing from that day on. Although he didn't stop eating meat, but he stopped fishing out of respect for my decision, and probably also hit him, hit him home. You know that there is something fundamentally, morally, ethically uh, unjust about what we are do, what we were doing. You know, um, hurting others for our own pleasure. Simply, mm -hmm. put, simply put, you are right. chasing the thrill of fishing. Right? You are not fishing to stay alive. Right, right. Yes. Powerful. Perfect. Now, fast forward 25 years and um, still being a vegetarian, still a committed vegetarian. So what did change in, in that, uh, in that sense, in, in a, from a personal perspective now, before we dive into kindness and your startup company? Sure. What changed? Um, well, since 1998, I have, what, 25 years to really deep dive into my own behavior, my own thoughts, thought process, why, how, or most likely the why, why, why I, why I, why I started doing this. Um, um, I, I thought at that time, uh, throughout, throughout the 25 years, that this is the way the human race should go. This is the way we are supposed to behave. But I did not know what to do. I know, I don't know where to start. The only thing I could do is influence my immediate circle of friends and associates, family members. That's what I could do as on the personal level, right? It was only until about, I guess, 2010 onwards, I think the climate issue, uh, people like Greta, uh, starting, to, starting to rise, and, and stakeholders, means the government, the investors, and the consumer are becoming much more aware in the last decade. Then, 
lo and behold, came beyond, which uh, really gave us all uh, real hope, real hope that something different is about to happen this time. It's about to happen this time. And this was about 2017, 2017. And from that point onwards, I actually thought I could actually I could do something, um, something impactful with my life. I guess <laughs> I was a stockbroker at the time, by the way. <laughs> okay, got it. So, and then this is how you co-founded Kindness. In which year was that? This was um, probably four or five years in uh, in planning. We actually kicked off in about the beginning of 2022. It was supposed to be 2020, but you know something happened then. <laughs> there was an outbreak apparently yeah so. <laughs> exactly so everything got a little postponed now yeah, okay uh, before we keep mentioning this word kindness well it's a very powerful name for your company first of all let's share with the listeners what do you do and what is the what is the purpose or what do you wish to create i had 25 years to think about this um and then i came to realization that actually it's all about a very basic human behavior innate trait that we all have which is kindness which drove me to this change without any external forces it came from within and because it came from within from my own free will it became sustainable and long-lasting it's like you if you knew in your heart or you believe that stealing and killing is not right you would naturally not go and do it the name kindness actually originates from the purpose and from what I believe is the secret to initiate change that comes from free will. Kindness, our mission, our purpose is actually much greater than, much bigger than food, just food. But we are starting with food, that is so, because that's how I started. So the burning question here is, oh, yes. did, you, did you already find a way or a, the secret how or is it possible to accelerate that free will to spark that kindness, to spark that compassion in others, right? Because I do believe that that seed is somewhere within all of us, right? It is. So you go back to my story in 1998, that Sunday night. How did, how did it trigger the kindness in me? Yeah, you had yeah. the direct interaction. With you him. have that direct interaction. You have to actually see the truth, know the truth. So the very famous saying by Paul McCartney, what did he say? If slaughterhouses had glass walls, everyone would become vegetarian. Right. A side sample, example, but I want to mention this. In Victoria, during my younger days, we had a lot with the traffic accidents um the rate of traffic people dying from traffic accidents was uh, it's quite big quite serious people drink drive and speed this is in Australia, melbourne so they had a campaign called the tac campaign in, Australia, in victoria melbourne where they ran tv ads real life traumatic real tv ads for a period of five ten years and it it was so successful it dramatically lowered the 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 speeding and the drink driving. Why? Because people can see that my actions are impacting others. If, if you are making a decision solely based on yourself, uh, say, say example, oh, I'm going to quit smoking because it's not healthy for me. Uh, one day when you're feeling healthy, you're going to start smoking again. 
But if your daughter say, Daddy, I want you to stop smoking so that you could live long enough to keep me company, that will to change is much greater. I guarantee you. Right. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. So um, to my, answer my question, you just think the most helpful beneficial way to accelerate that in others is to really share more truth with them right mm -hmm. just help others to see what really is going on at least they know the truth and if then they make a conscious decision to continue eating meat then at least that's their free will we have to respect that but if they are making their decision based on perceived truth then that's the real issue right understand so um, tell us a little more about kindness and what you're actually doing. Okay. And what kindness. problems you're solving. So what we're actually doing is, I guess you can call yourself a food technology startup. Um, as in, we have existing formulations and processing know-how for plant-based food. And uh, we are here to share that know-how with like-minded, like-minded, mission-aligned partners, food partners, to teach them how to quickly make market-proven products. Uh, we have that know-how through our co-founders who had probably 30, 40 years experience in plant-based food manufacturing. So you're, you're basically a service provider and you can help others to accelerate if they want to, if they want to, um, you know, bring new products to the market, you can share your know-how, your knowledge with them. Uh, service providing is what we uh, practically do at the moment. We're building the kindness brand to inspire the message and the purpose behind it. That's the bigger picture. Um, we will also, once there is enough resources, we would continue with the R&D to improve on the products. That's a later stage, but we are going to use what we have now. Uh, the idea really is to lower the barriers of entry and democratize plant-based food production in order to grow the overall market uh, share of plant-based protein. I've heard there is a secret message hidden in the logo of kindness. Yes. <laughs> Would you mind share a little bit with uh, us? I, I personally, because I designed the logo, and I, I, after, after asking so many people, I found that maybe the message is too deep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll share with you. I mean, if you have a kindness logo in front of you, you can check it out. The, the, the hidden message comes from our belief of what kindness represents or how to practice kindness, how to practice kindness practically. So the first thing, kindness, to practice kindness, the first thing you do is consider, consider, uh, consider others' needs, situation. That means in the kindness logo, the dot on the eye is moved to the back because the dot represents the eye represents I myself, and I'm putting I'm putting my thoughts to the back, meaning I'm thinking about the other person. That's the first step. After you have considered others' situation and needs then you enable them. Enable could mean help, give, provide. That means you enlarge the other characters relative to the letter I. So I'm helping the others to grow. Yes, that's kindness for us. 
Wow, that's deep. I love that's it, Mike. Deep. I know it's deep. I love I'm it, sorry. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Twenty-five years to think. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> Let's let's uh, dive into the plant-based landscape here in Thailand and yes. across Asia a little bit. So where do you think is the market at right now here in... Let's talk about Thailand first, since we're both based here. I think actually Thailand has just been steady, you know, steady growth. I mean, the hype was really in the US and European market, more so the US market. Um, a bit like crypto, I guess. So, you know, there's always that cycle and we are just at that first downward cycle. But I gotta remind people: if you look at the, if you saw the news today of Smithfield closing what thirty or thirty-five pig farms due to inflation, because when you have a tightening cycle, which means in increasing interest rate, everybody suffers. It's not just plant-based meat, because the consumer's pocket is tighter. <laughs> They're going back to the very basics, and plant-based meat, as we know, are not the cheapest uh, protein around right now as of now mm -hmm. so i think in thailand she is i think it's doing well it's not as well as say 2020 or 2021 uh, but it's doing well it's doing well and i say this because of the context that i the b2b context that i have you know a lot of things a lot of good things are actually happening behind the scene uh, that's where where the where the, the real change makers are working on making things better and that's where i Kindness wants to come in and step in and help. Okay, so we, uh, I, I fully agree here with you because we definitely seen quite a, uh, yeah, a movement almost we could call it when was maybe four years back the world the word just the term plant based or vegan was hardly recognized here in Thailand at least, and now you see all these products you know popping up in the shelves. Um, even just a regular soy milk that was before sold as just a soy milk now is called a plant-based soy milk. So we can see um, that this term is also getting used or being used as a as a marketing term, which you know is a definitely a positive and and great thing. What do you think is the the biggest challenge that um, Thailand and other parts of Asia are facing? Um, in terms of you know bringing the plant base to a level where it's at in Europe, where it's at in North America, where it's obviously a quite um, you know advanced market already. Mm, um, this part, I have to say, unfortunately, you you know Asia, especially Thailand, uh, is usually usually five or ten years behind the, the Western market. Uh, this doesn't just apply to food. You can look at many things, many technologies. They are usually slower to get here. Uh, I honestly, I never thought about why. This is one question I never thought about. But I just look at the facts. That's why it has been happening. So it's not something that surprises me. For for me though, I I, I would say not focus on that, but focus on focusing on targeting the game changers, uh, the change makers, the change makers. I, I still believe. The food services area is what what we where we should target. If the consumer heard about or read about benefit of plant based, he or she will go out, and he or she right now in Asia or in Thailand would have some difficulty, even if he wanted he or she wanted to practice kindness. <laughs> that's a, that's a hard truth, isn't it? 
he or she will have trouble practicing kindness. Right, because it's still difficult to get hold of plant-based products in like major food service um, or right. like restaurants and so on. Yes, and it, it is a chicken and egg question as well because some, some food service will have told me that oh, we are interested to put it on, but we are worried that it will be no. Mm. <laughs> right, right. That's an age-old question, isn't it? Right, exactly, exactly. So, so, but that's why companies like yours are around to, you know, accelerate that. Harass them. Harass them. <laughs> so if you're saying that, and with which I agree very much, if you're saying that uh, Asia or Thailand is maybe five to 10 years behind, so then we can expect quite a big growth in the next upcoming three to five years. Uh, I think that's that's for sure. That's because we're coming from a very low base, right? So it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair to <laughs> so of course the growth rate will be higher, and of course you have the middle class and plant based, especially religion related, is a is an advantage for in, in Southeast Asia. Uh, the J Festival is coming up in Thailand. Uh, you know that. So you, right. you, say, you say we haven't heard about plant based for uh, until about four years ago, but J Festival has been around for a long time. They just don't call it plant-based. They call it J. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. It's something that Asians are very, very familiar with. Wherever there is Buddhism, mm -hmm. very familiar with. So I'm not too concerned about that part. I think the growth will just come naturally um, from the younger generation. From which area do you think you or other startups in this uh, food space need more support? Like, is it... You think there is more support needed from big, like you know, QSR chains, or for the, from the government, or from where sh shall this, or from media okay. even? Okay, uh, I think the media is doing a great job already. Uh, I think you have looking at the GFIs, you look at plant-based news. Those, those they're doing a great job. They're doing as much as they can. The government, uh, we don't have one right now, so I can't talk about that. <laughs> so, so the government. Uh, general in Southeast Asia, with the exception of Singapore, maybe, are probably not as concerned as the Western government. So again, that part is it's a bit out of my reach, and uh, probably a bit out of all of our reach as a small startup, right? So, but what we can do engage directly other consumers, and as well as the QSR, the food service providers. Uh, if you ask me right now, I would like. I would like to see more support from the QSR. That there are like more places like Burger King that are doing a vegetarian burger or like, you know, other big places that are actually putting out plant-based vegan options on their, on their menu, right? That's correct. I mean, they are, they, are, they, they are the most important change maker, you know? And if you go out, if you keep promoting that you are ESG, you are ESG friendly, you care for the environment, then you got to do it. You got to follow up. You got to practice what you preach, right? Uh, there's, there's no, there's no fence sitting here. There's no time for fence sitting. You can tell me that consumers, there's no demand from consumers, but you have to first put the option there so that the consumers can choose. Right. Uh, 
Okay. You've, you've heard everyone. Everyone heard that Mike was saying that you gotta do it. So all the that, that's know. not fence sitting. I'm sorry. This is not fence sitting. It's not oh, uh, gray area. There is a right and a wrong here, and you mm -hmm. can choose to do the right thing. Yeah, that, that, it's very clear. <laughs> I don't even have to. I mean, I'm happy for someone to come for a debate. No problems. But show me the proof that what you're doing is correct. Right. Right. Yeah, and the proof seems to become more and more obvious like from the different angles i mean we've talked about we've covered the compassion which you know there is no place to argue because i think it makes sense to a small kid that you know killing is not right hopefully for um, adults too <laughs> exactly <laughs> um and now we have more and more on the environmental uh, front uh, there was just this uh, big new study uk study that was revealed last month, I believe. Yes. Um, and then there is also more and more studies that show that, you know, eating plant-based is actually much better for our health. So but scientifically proven. Yes. Right. Scientifically proven. Right. Right. So um, let's talk a little bit about your vision, Mike. So vegetarian for 25 years. Now you're the CEO of kindness and where do you see us really now i'm talking big picture as a uh, human species almost where do you see us going where do you want to see us evolve and and also with with the whole you know plant-based market and the world what is your vision wow um plant-based will be a small part of it actually i i think if if every individual can start implementing more kindness into their decision making, big or small decisions that you make daily on a daily basis, life is essentially made up of choices, right? If everybody can practice more kindness, I guarantee you the world will be a different place tomorrow. If everybody started now, oh, that's that's a that's a very easy way of fixing the bigger picture. Uh, I think the society will change into a way that I probably none of us can imagine. You know, the, the positive, the potential that it can grow into. Now, plant-based food will just be a part of it, but it will be the logical part. It will be the logical diet, not just for compassion. That's within. You can't see that. But also for the climate, which you can see, you can feel it every day. And also for your health, which you can see and you can feel every day. So all those three combined together tells me that plant-based is the way of the future in under the kindness umbrella. Right. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. I just want I just want to go back a little bit. I've got another question. We, you've mentioned that now the prices they are mm. probably still a deal breaker for many. Now, if we want to go that way, plant-based and more kindness, and um, that this you know big QSR and uh, food service places are offering more options than also the prices need to come down. Now, how possible is that? So that is probably why we decided to share our know-how because I thought that was the major problem, uh, that the price was too high and the product were inadequate, the quality of the product inadequate. So I thought, hey, look, if we can share the know-how, we can help to, to speed up, save your R&D costs and uh, time to market, right? That's the first thing. So that you 
can supply to the QSR the right kind of product and at the acceptable price. Now, the QSR also have to realize uh, that initially when you are pushing this new innovative product, your bottom line will be different. I'm not going to say suffer, but it will be different. And that is your duty and responsibility as a global citizen to contribute to the society. I can say I'm here eating vegetarian for 25 years. How much carbon footprint have I saved? Emission have I saved? And yet I will pay the same tax. Exactly. But I never mention, I don't complain. I do it willingly. So I think those QSRs as their duty and responsibilities, they could, this is the least they could do. When Tesla was selling starting 10 years ago, what was the price like? Ridiculous, right? Look at now. Exactly. So, okay, we'll give it a little more time. And I fully agree with you that in the next, you know, upcoming years, we were going to see a big boom happening. Well, it's already started happening here in here in Thailand, here in Asia. So. Actually, you know what, I, Nick, I would prefer, I would much prefer a steady growth. <laughs> rather than like having this boom and then <laughs> the drop it's like the stock market you know whenever you see hyperbolic growth <laughs> and then the inevitable elevator drop comes. that's true that's true okay um so how does the future of kindness look like now talking about the next one to two years what are you guys um, up to oh i think uh, we continue with what we're doing uh which is directly engage or supply our newer innovation product to food service uh, client. And then at the same time, equal amount of effort in looking for suitable production partners to transfer the knowledge to them. The more we can find, I believe the more the market will grow for plant-based protein because more people will be able to make it at affordable price. Then it will, I'm not going to say flood the market, but it can start to take market share from the animal protein. Right. Thank you so much, Mike. Now, one last question for you. You mentioned yeah. before that, you know, if everyone starts to practice a little kindness each day, each day, can you share maybe one small practice that the listener today can practice for themselves oh. to change the world a little bit? I tell you what, don't change the world because I drive on Bangkok roads. So I suffer this every day and I would like people to learn to do that. Do you drive, Nick? Yeah, sure. But Chiang Mai is no traffic. So you put, imagine <laughs> yourself in Bangkok driving, right? Now, Thailand has this phenomenon that I like to call the merging of two lanes. <laughs> so when you have a merging of two lanes in Bangkok, what do you see the Thai, uh, the locals do? The traffic will get stuck because no one will give way. They will inch their way until one person finally decides to give, usually to the bigger trucks. <laughs> and then they will merge. Now, what I would like people to practice is, imagine you're sitting here. Someone is trying to come in. Imagine that he has a diarrhea. He needs to go to the toilet. <laughs> He's running late for appointment. His wife is pregnant and sitting in the car and needs to go to the hospital. Whatever, whatever. Get a, come up with a story and tell yourself. And when you do that, you will relax and you will let them in. And you see, you know what happened when you let them in? The next person who wants to come in front of him, you can watch because you're at the back. He will let the guy in. And so on and so on. And then this land, 
even though still slow, but it starts to move. It starts to move compared to the next lane, which they are still fighting for the top position. Now, when you do this, practically it reduces acceleration and braking, which reduces hot wear and carbon emission. Every time you accelerate, that's carbon emission. You see the benefit one thought can have? That's powerful, Mike. Thanks so much for sharing this. And it's a beautiful analogy also to to life and, you know, that this, we... This. Please practice and you see the magic. Okay. Well, everyone, you've heard Mike saying that. Please practice. So if you're driving out on the road today, do your practice. practice. Be kind. Practice and, yeah, practice and see what happens. Right. Occasionally, <laughs> you will see an... You know, I'm not going to say the word asshole, but there are some assholes <laughs> It, it shouldn't stop you from practicing kindness. Exactly. That's a true challenge. Okay. Thank you so much, Mike. Um, thank you to all the listeners out here. It was really, really inspiring to have you and share your powerful journey. Um, where can the listeners follow you or follow kindness? Um, you want to learn more about it? Definitely. Please check out our website, our Facebook and our Instagram. Uh, right. That's the best way to keep uh, to be updated to our progresses. Okay, we're going to put all those links in the description. Um, any you. final words from your side? Um, think about it. I think it starts with self-awareness. Really practice. Um, I had to practice for a long time. It didn't come naturally. So actually be conscious of your emotions and decision-making. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks to all of you. And yeah, don't forget to like this episode and share it with your friends. So help to inspire, educate, and connect with others. All right. Thank you, Nick, and everyone for listening to my rumbles. <laughs> <laughs>